too crazy for boys town, too much of a boy for crazy town. The child was an outcast. Don't put on the show, freaking win the game. Don't put on the show, you win the game. Don't put on the show, you win the game. Don't put on the show, you freaking win the game. You don't put on the show, you win. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. You want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to episode number one. This is somehow the first episode. Uh, not here to argue. I am here. And guess who's back? Guess who's decided to come back to work? Uh, uh, West Coast Jam. Birdwatcher Jam. Talk. It was worth it. I mean, the amount of birds I saw, the relaxation. Um, it was fantastic time. I am glad you were able to have a venue to get your takes out. It, sure. This is your show. It's not my show, but... Um, I'm glad you were able to give me a time off, but I, I appreciate it. And I'm ready to get back. And uh, it wasn't paid, just so you know. Oh, it was know. unpaid time off. I know I had to pay to some hard-earned money to, you know, it's like you sit in the tree for eight hours and you you catch a glimpse of that bird, uh, and it's all worth it. You know, you see a belted kingfisher, and it's just wow, nature is pretty amazing. Yeah, I remember my first bird watching. Uh, wait, did you listen to the show last week? Yes or no? I did. Grade Rudman. Rudman one to ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a six and a half because I was he was a little chatty to begin with. A little, little talked a little bit too much for my liking. Sure, and I know that's what people accuse me of, which is funny. And uh, but <laughs> technically, this is your show. But I thought he did a good job, and I think I'm mostly just salty because he was cut came in with a uh, with games for you to predict, like the Zion Williamson points. That's that's not something I've done in the past. No. Um, it was, uh, he was working off script. Let's just say Rudman was working off script. We, me and you have a blueprint. Yes. Like, it, and even beforehand, I told Rudman, I was like, we're going to go for about an hour. You get 75 words. <laughs> okay. Now, should I have you want to use them? You get 75 words. Um, no, okay. What did he do well? You got to get us a compliment sandwich. You got to give him strong takes. Good. I mean, I've known Nick Rudman for a long all time. Right. And the man has some strong takes. And he backed him up. I think when you pushed him on the college football stuff, he had his arguments ready to go. And so I thought he did a solid job uh, in regards mm -hmm. to that. His zooming work, his second screen work, I think. I just hit listen to the podcast, but I could tell you were furious with him. Uh, with his, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, Roman. I'm, I don't, uh, I don't have those like super uh, Nikolai Rudman. Like I think is more fitting. I don't have those super villain hawk eyes. I got I, it. Ain't twenty two. Like I, one ten, one ten. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it is what it is. But uh, yeah. But listen, I, I didn't. Some were saying you might have got Wally pipped. I didn't. I mean, I said that a couple of times. I was. <laughs> you, I was you were one of those people. <laughs> I, 
I may or may not have been some of those people. Um, so you're back in the lineup today, Garrick. Uh, we'll feel like the pressure's on. We'll see how it goes. Now the, the pressure is on. I feel like the I feel like the heat is on. Um, I only rated him so low just so I could uh, look better <laughs> in the in the process. There you, go. you set the bar floor level. You just step right over it. That's I've taught you well. You do listen. Um, but Rudman and this Mac Jones propaganda. Have you seen this? Does he have more propaganda? Yeah, he's he added me on on the bird on Twitter. You understand about it was a clip of Matthew Slater talking about how Mac Jones is just the nicest young man, and his parents have raised a gem of a human being, and his he knows how to set the salad fork on the left and the like all that whatever that nice shit he was saying. Um, and Rudman was like, "Are we in on Mac Jones now?" And I say all contraire. <laughs> I didn't hear a single football compliment. It was like a 45-second video. He didn't one say, like, man, listen, he's a great kid, but boy, does he throw a good deep ball. He didn't say any of that. He has I'd a 10-yard out perfectly. Nope. Yeah, n- nothing. I'd much rather him get up there and be like, you know, hey, Matthew Slater, you know how you feel about Mac Jones? So I got to tell you, that kid is an asshole. Like, there's nobody I'd like to get a beer less with but he can sling the pill you understand 60 yards downfield he can put it through a keyhole that's what i want to hear so hesitant a little more hesitant and i feel like rubman's going to keep bringing information that makes me more and more hesitant he thinks it's going to prove his case but it's not going to prove it's not, it's not going to prove his case. he doesn't know it though um poor rubman is much more of a patriots diehard than i think he let on the, the I think has... he let on pretty well. That he's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said Mac Jones was going to be the next Joe Namath. I feel like he uh, – I feel like he – Joe Namath was getting ladies probably. and hanging out by poolside. Like, Mac Jones apparently is a choir boy. There's no way he's going to be the next Joe Namath. <laughs> Listen, no choir, bear got, uh, choir boy got a pot belly like that. That's a beer belly. I know that. I invented that belly. Um, but nevertheless, nevertheless, I got to say – I, this is not an ad. This is just me personally. I have been taking underdog hand over fist lately in preseason football. I don't know. Like I, I, They went the other way. I want preseason football to go for, I think they should play 17 games of that. 17 games of preseason, three games regular season, postseason. Um so Rudman just let it go to his head and stopped uh, managing the risk team for preseason. He got a little, got a little camera happy. Doesn't this is the key. Lines. This is the long play that I'll need you to edit out so he doesn't hear. I need you to take more vacation. More vacation <laughs> means he's into active duty. More active duty means he's out of the. Ri- you see, you 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 catch where I'm going here, right? I'm just scrolling through. Of course, I can see the history of every game of skill I've ever played at Underdog hundreds and the winds are sporadic to say the least just this last week three in a row me something's wrong in the universe i'm just saying this feels like one of those uh like by the time by the time game stop people knew about game stop uh stock it was too late i feel like it's too late but i still got to take my victory lap First one, Nick Castellanos. I said, I know who that is. 
very familiar, big fan. Uh, Tim Anderson, cool guy, over and over, that hit. I said, okay, how much of a degenerate am I? And the answer was very. The answer was very because I took, <laughs> this is disgusting. Every, this is how you know if you got a problem. You should have to say every single game of skill out loud. <laughs> like that should be the, because <laughs> it's different. Like I've long thought if you paid every single bill you had to pay in cash money, I think you'd be a lot more mindful of your money. It's different to click a button than it is to hand over two, three, four, five, whatever, $100 cash. But J.D. McKissick, under 3.05 fantasy points. I was all over that. I was all over that. And J.D. had 0.9, much to my delight. Rondell Moore, 42.5 total yards. Terry McLaren, under 26.5. Nailed it and nailed it. Check and check. Next, under on Fields, under on Brett Ripien, under on Felipe Franks. Some would say the person who has to play a game of skill involving Brett Ripien and Felipe Franks is a degenerate i would say let he who has won the under on felipe frank's cast the first i'm not a big bible i don't know how that uh, <laughs> go but I, I won okay so i won that and this is where i think the this is where the the skids came under i had La, uh, laquan treadwell Taysom hill Tavon austin under 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 and my whole this is my whole philosophy. I, I might write a book about it. If you're going to make the team, you're not going to play that much. Under. If you're not going to make the team, you're not going to play that much. Like, respectfully, Tavon Austin. The under was 17 and a half. He hit 37. I'm Listen, sometimes you see a shooting star in the sky. You know what I mean? So it, it it happens. But if you think I'm done uh, laying it down on fantasy football, betting the unders, like, man, this guy, if he if he has the under here, he probably won't make the team. Fingers crossed. Um, it doesn't – it's not a moral dilemma at all. Nor should it be. The no. teams out there yeah. setting these uh, – lines for these games of skill mm-hmm. and if they can't make an adjustment then uh screw them correct and also like i was the justin fields when he had 7.8 he was supposed to get 8.35 and then he got knocked silly and i was like oh good lord what a, that's a terrible hit he's probably gonna be ruled out <laughs> the rest of the game uh and he was. I, I didn't like to see that. Probably shouldn't have said the game is uh, moving slow out there for him because he did not see that one coming. I, it's one of those things. I remember Luca said that, and they were like, oh, boy, yeah, that's going to come back to bite him. It didn't come back to bite him. <laughs> not yet. Not, still early. He's a young man. Um, basketball and football is different because if you get come back to bite you in football, you get knocked in the mouth. <laughs> this is true. This is well. Listen, getting knocked in your mouth in football is the least of your concern. You, if Luca gets locked in, knocked in the mouth, that's a James Johnson. That's a flagrant six. You're out of here. You get knocked in the mouth, Justin Fields. Now it's Andy Dalton's turn. Nobody wins here. You understand? But I don't know. Just coming out of preseason, one big fan, big fan of the unders, and two. 
how many preseason? I feel like they, they cut it, right? It's three, I think. Three now. How many do we have left? I've been out in the wilderness. You tell me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think it's been two weeks. That's what I'm, but I don't know. Has it been two weeks and, and a bye? Or is it just, is it, is it week two? Or is it week three of four? It says preseason week four of four. So I think we have one. Okay. So this weekend coming up and then the following weekend's actual games. Okay. So this weekend is the last one. Actually, okay. I think we get one full week off and then it comes back like Wednesday. Yeah. Like that Wednesday or Thursday, that kickoff. Okay. Got you. Got you. Um, Okay. Yeah. You had a crazy idea that we do some type of over unders for team. That's preposterous. Well, I don't know. It's like, would people like an idea where you guess you, no. the star of the show, guess no. what the Vegas lines would be? No. Like going through game by game or team by team? No. It well, never worked. Well, let's um, not do it then because it sounds silly. I Well, I, let's not do it now. All right. I think, it'll, I think it'll be less silly uh, maybe next week. Yeah, maybe even the week after. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh but not, no, that's preposterous. No one wants to hear me clearly cheat and you <laughs> not call me. Me just nail line. Uh, Giants, seven and a half. And you're like, son of a bitch, you nailed it again. How, how, do, you, how do you do it? Um, so let's just, let's put that on the, on the, on the back burner. Um, I didn't, well, we now. weren't even talking the same sport. I was talking NBA over-unders. That's, I, well, I mean, in. even that too, that's even further down the line. Like this is the, they say NBA, I guess free agency is twenty four seven. Or uh, this is the time is really not there ain't shit going on in the NBA, man. Well, well, there's a Josh Richardson extension that just happened that I'm ready to talk about for the next thirty five minutes. Thoughts? I don't. It's know. T- two for twenty four million, right? It's basically just one. He gets the. It's an extension upon his current deal. Yeah, so it's gotcha. basically one more year doubling up. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but people tell me that it's so they have contracts to sign a trade for Bradley Beal in a sign and trade next offseason. But I don't want Josh Richardson. The man doesn't shoot the ball, which is important for a guard. I feel like he does. Now, well, hey, I mean, <laughs> that's neither. You know what I'm saying? I, who am I to tell another man to cut his grass? Um, but I, too, have heard that. And one, I said, like, what? This was the barrier for the Bradley Bill. Josh Richardson getting. I mean, I understand you need that tradable salary, of course. Like I, I don't want to sell that light, but to just think like this is the uh, this locks it in place. The Wizards definitely want Josh Richardson, Al Horford's unguaranteed or partially guaranteed deal, and Romeo Langford. And how, how many how many picks and pick swaps? Uh, you got to go at least. Three, if not four, three like genuine picks, and then a couple pick swaps. If you're getting Bradley Beal, unless he's like, I'm only going to the Celtics because me and Jason Tatum both are from St. Louis, and you know those St. Louis boys stay together. Both of them, yes. Um, even then, Anthony Davis was going one place and one place only. He went for the number four pick, two picks, and two pick swaps. With respect to both, Bradley Bill is no Anthony Davis. That's established. Drew Holiday went for two picks 
and two pick swaps. James Harden went for three picks and four pick swaps. So I feel like you, I feel like you're probably two and two minimum. You, I feel like you're looking at probably two picks, three pick swaps, like probably five split up. However, however the Wizards want them. Um, but to that, I said, what is Bradley? When you think of Bradley Bill, what is his career highlight? His career highlight, the, the the top thing Bradley Beal has ever done. Like what do you, when you think of Brad, like what's the? What's I feel the like moment? he scored fifty like four times in a week in a losing wizard season. He's never done anything in a meaningful game, but he's put up a lot of points a lot of times. And that's like he, he's a great player. I feel like I have to say that before people. Why do you hate? You think Bradley Beal stinks? No, he's a three time All Star. He didn't, I don't know if he gets a gold medal. Like he was on the team, but had to leave for COVID. So I, I don't know if he's technically a gold medalist or not. Um, <laughs> Do you think Kevin Love gets a gold medal? I, <laughs> no, they if might it's up take to Colangelo. They, if it's up to Colangelo, they might take the one from 2016 that Kevin Love won. <laughs> we need um, to burn it down for the other guy's medals. Like we <laughs> <laughs> but like Brett, I mean, Gray score, duh. I remember he had a great series against the Hawks when John Wall, I think, broke his hand. I remember that. And I remember he had a good series against your Celtics. He had 38 in game seven, uh, second round. Respectfully, that was 2017. Like, this is the... This is the we finally got the piece to... We re-signed Josh Richardson. We got enough to... We got enough to get Bradley Beal, respectfully. But since since that time, since his playoff moment, we've seen Donovan Mitchell cook as a rookie in the playoffs. We've seen Trey, uh, Trey take a team with no all-stars, including himself, uh, to the conference finals. We've seen Luka take a team with no other call, uh, all-stars to the playoffs twice. We've seen, you know, Win or go home, eight versus nine, is even as teams can be. We saw John ja Morant give Steph Curry 35 points in Golden State and send him home. So again, respectfully, what is the what's Bradley? What's his and this is I saw it online. I wish I could, I don't know how it started to give credit, but it was like, I like when I, he scores a lot of points and then they lose the game. This was a horrible thing for Devin Booker for years. And I mean, like, is does this mean that the the script is flipping? Like, we're understanding that, hey, you know, maybe he is a great player, and his lack of team success and accolades is not entirely his fault. I don't feel like we're that smart. I don't give us any credit there. No, we can't credit players on losing teams. There's no, no I don't, I don't. Mm, not here to argue, and I'm not here for nuance. That was the other title I pitched, but Rudman didn't. He, he shot that down. Um, so it's like if y'all, it's I don't know if he's ever gonna leave. Like he just he said himself, and I I looked up and interview. He was like, "Yeah, I've got some Dame Lillard into me." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So you just keep running back to a horrible uh, relationship over and over. Oh, so hey, you too can lose in the second round. Yeah. To <laughs> listen with respect to Dame Lillard, that's disrespectful to Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard is getting team. Uh, Dame Lillard's played with no other current All-Stars 
he's gotten to the playoffs every year. He's getting to the second round. He's made to the conference finals. He's making first team all NBA. He's doing all that. Bradley Bill made the play in. And again, that's not totally Brad. It's not a good bit of it's not Bradley Bill's fault. It's the Wizards. They're, they're an unserious organization, I, I feel like. Though I do like I like their GM now and what they've got going. But it's a thing where like the, the seeds he planting now, by the time they, they bear fruit, Bradley Bill gonna be 30 years old, man. So is Brad is he how how much Dame Lillard do you have in you, I say? Well, the thing is, if if the Celtics hypothetically make that trade, Jason Tatum automatically becomes the best player Bradley Beal's ever played with. Does Jalen Brown become the second best? Like Bradley Beal comes in to be the probably the third best player on that team. No, I, I say with credit to a healthy John Wall who made I think I think it was the last year. It might have been the last year he was fully healthy. He made third team All NBA and second team defense. And he was a perennial All Star. So I would I would put him above Jalen, but it's close. It's very, it's very close because of Jalen's two-way ability for sure. I know uh, he's a former, uh, probably maybe a future baby boy of the week, but I am here for all John Wall slander. You talk about those Wizards teams that Bradley me. Beal lost to. John Wall lost to Kelly Olenek in that game seven. John Wall has never made it out of the second round. Listen, John Wall's very, very fast, but. Here's the thing. We're not talking about John Wall being traded like, oh, he's the final piece to somewhere. We're not. We won't. We'll never talk about Sean Wall being the final piece. Listen, I would have said that for Chris Paul a couple years ago. You never say never. You never say never. Listen, he listen. He's never going to win either. But you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> never. Not a chance. Um, but I guess I like. It, it's going to turn into salary and whoever is going to give more picks and pick swaps and what it sounds like. So why? I don't know why if Bradley Bill is this guy, why are more teams not going to get in on that? Even if it's not a guarantee, do we know that Bradley Bill, he won't even he won't even ask the Wizards for a trade. You tell him he's going to get traded. Like, you know what I'm saying? You missed a big and bold. You wouldn't even tell the waitress she forgot your straw and now you're ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? Your co-worker, nobody says your name right, but you're ready to fight now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, this steak isn't even cooked, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, it. <laughs> listen, the cow, the cow. I like a live cow. I like a. I love a live cow. Um, so you tell Bradley Bill who wants to do it. You know where with the hand he was dealt with is going to get traded to again. Like I feel like a decent situation. Not to say like he gets traded to the Kings trade for him. Anybody would leave that. But if like like Memphis. I think Memphis has some pieces. Memphis is geographically closest to St. Louis, if that's what he's about. Um, the Knicks, whatever package they have for Dame, the Pelicans would have like whatever picks David Ingram hasn't, or David David uh, Griffin hasn't blown through, and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. I think Detroit would have some pieces. Like, so if it's going to be picks and pick swaps, like you, t- a team's not going to be like, okay, I'll. Uh, one more pick swap is the difference. I know that, that. No, I won't do it. Um, and the again, thing that's for- interesting about the Wizards, though, is they love making the playoffs as the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no such thing as a rebuild for them, even though their last rebuild got them John Wall and Bradley Beal mm-hmm. and Otto Porter and, and Otto uh, Porter. Otto Porter making <laughs> big waves with the Warriors next year. But it's like, are they going to value like? players who can play now rather than 
picks mm. up. I, I, I agree. The smarter decision, if you're the GM and you're trading Bradley Beal, is like you want to trade them to the Pistons or someone to to a team that probably has like a much Just highest bidder. Yeah, highest bidder, most highest greater bidder. picks. Like if you trade the take the Celtics package, it's a bunch of salary match and then presumably picks in the twenties. Like that's not that's what and, and, and that's my whole thing. Like it's like okay, if we understand, if we're willing to even like we're willing to take that kind of swing. Like a pick swap is we go from picking 23rd to 29th. You know what I'm saying? That's not really. Are we willing to give these two picks? Is Bradley Beal going to raise like our ceiling that much? Boston is interesting because I think you could like for the Tatum connection and for the if you can put together like a smart Beal, Brown, Tatum, Williams lineup, that's interesting. That's it. That's enough. Like you got two elite scores in Bill and Tatum. You've got enough defense around it. And I think, I mean, you're going to need, like, Bradley, he's not a good defender. I don't, I'm willing to say it's because of the offensive burden he's had, but he hasn't been good these past couple years. But even then, is that a, is that a championship? Uh, is that, a, is that beating the Nets? Is that beating the Bucks? No. I, I, but you're giving yourself a chance because I feel like injuries true. happen. Like Very when you true. say the Bucks team last year was beating the Nets, well, it's like no, and then kind of injuries yeah, happen. Skunked. I don't think the Raptors you thought were a, a necessarily a great championship team because you just thought they were going to get stomped by the Warriors, and then injuries happen. This I think true. that's like if you add a talent like Bradley Beal, or like mm. specifically within that core you mentioned, you're you're giving yourself a puncher's chance and then anything can happen in the playoffs. And I think it's just the biggest like problem with that core four of Celtics who are actually on the team and the two guys just signed extensions is there's just not enough offense there. You're putting a lot of pressure on Tatum and Brown to score every night. If you can just add yeah. a guy who can give you an easy 25, that makes that team just a lot more potent and palatable, especially in a, in a playoff series. So I don't yeah. know if they make them the favorites, but it would make them certainly much more interesting in the East in the, I would say in the tier of the Milwaukee's and Brooklyn's. Now I was gonna say, yeah, second I, in the second tier right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I do think you would have to if it went that way, and that was their five, and except you know whatever bench pieces, I do think yeah you'd have to mention them with Philly, with Brooklyn, with uh, Milwaukee. Which again, like you said, all you all you want is a chance because you never know. So I, I think Boston is one of the few teams. It feels like this does make sense. We'll see if he wants to go there. If he even wants to leave, like. I saw like his options are he's in a con he's got one year and then a player option, which he's he's gonna opt. It just makes whether he stays, it just makes sense to opt out. Um his options are he can opt out and sign, resign four years for 181 million with the Wizards. It's 43 and a half. Not bad. He could wait till 2022. I guess it's not even um for the first one, I should say the extension. Yeah, here we go. The extension would eat up the second year of that option. He could do five. Yeah, let's say. So this is if he does four for 181. That will leave him with over five-year total, $216 million. Not bad. It's not bad. Not bad, no. I would sign that yeah, today. It's this other option, he can... Do the final year of the deal he's on now. Hit for this is what it makes the most sense to do if he's just not going to leave. And he resigns five for 235. 
Washington. 47 per year, 269 total money. Or if he opts out and goes to another completely different team, if he opts out and waits and signs with the Celtics, he would get four for 174, 43 and a half. And I say all that to say, I thought the point of the salary, like the CBA was to incentivize your team to keep your guy. What the hell is this? I can I can leave right now and sign with whoever can afford me for forty three and a half million. OK. Or I can stay and get the max with the team that drafted me, the team I grinded and made all the team with for. Forty seven million. That just doesn't feel like enough incentive now. And I, I think that's the point, like it's when it's this much, it's just not going to be money with these. Like no matter what happens, he's guaranteeing himself 200 plus million over the next spot, wherever he wants to be, wherever he wants to live and play and raise his family and all that. So. I don't uh, that feels like something that needs to change in the seat. I, I, I mean, I, maybe it's for Supermax and he hasn't like met that qualification. It's to be like so like so Kevin Durant doesn't leave a Supermax. If he's making multiple all NBA, I think Bradley Bill's made one all NBA team so far. But if he makes it again, I don't know if this changes the equation. Does it have to do with like years in the league? Like I know if you're 10 years in, you probably you're qualified for higher maxes. It's maybe when he signs it after opting out. And I think that's I think that would be his 10 year. If I'm not mistaken. So, again, that's what if he's like, hey, I'm not leaving Washington. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be here. It makes sense to opt out. Take the five stay. But also the thing with the if he takes the four year and goes to another team, he'd be leaving about 60 million on the table. But for one with one extra year of play. So the one year contract he would make up after that. He's really not leaving anything on the table. Like, I don't. This just doesn't feel like it worked out the way they wanted it to. If I can leave 60 million on the table, but then immediately sign a deal where the first year of my starting salary is like 50 million. I mean, that over the course of like five, six years, you left 10 million dollars. That's not going to keep. That's not going to keep Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, man. I know because he left Oklahoma City. You remember that? You remember when he left Oklahoma City? I do. I remember that. He talked to Draymond Green on the phone in the parking lot. <laughs> He talked to him later too. Did you watch that interview? I did. How was it? I did. I, I saw some parts. I didn't. How was the full spectrum? I was. It was actually pretty interesting. I think Draymond Green was a, a, a pretty good interviewer. I shouldn't be surprised by that because he's been fantastic anytime he's on TNT. Hmm. Um, but it also felt like Kevin Durant didn't really answer some of his questions, which is uh, what funny. Funny because it's like, <laughs> huh? Uh. <laughs> But the, the whole scandal thing was like Draymond was like, yeah, the, the Warriors fucked this shit up because uh, after their fight, they didn't handle it well. And it was like a big news. It was like, of course they fucked it up. He left. Like, that's <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Uh, like <laughs> Kevin Durant signed with the Nets is like breaking news. Draymond what? Green says uh, that was a bad thing for the Warriors. Yeah, it turns out Kevin Durant just loves cold weather. Um no, the part, the most extended part I saw was when they were talking about the like, argument. Uh, I think it was the Clippers, like the whatever the big argument where allegedly, allegedly Draymond called him a bitch and was like, you know, this is your farewell tour. You're not staying here anyway. 
And it ended up with both of them, both of them just blaming the Warriors, which I'm completely fine with. Um, period. That's all I know. Um, but it does feel like this. If nobody there was willing to take any kind of accountability, this was bigger than the Warriors. Like maybe this was just never going to work out right now. The Warriors did fuck like you. You're not going to make a grown man that's making 30 million dollars do anything. Right. And the, the the story was that, you know, he yelled at him all that. It seems like Katie Draymond, everybody in the locker room understood you know, something needed to happen. Like this wasn't just a, this wasn't just guys heat of battle. Right. This was something extra. Something needed to happen. But they also knew it could not come from the teachers. Right. It could not come from it had to if this is going to be the family environment that we recruited you on, that this is supposed to be. And we're light years ahead because it's brotherhood and we get you tech investments and all that. It needs to be handled within here. And it again, from what it seems like, Draymond was like, definitely, I agree. And they were like, so are you ready to apologize? And he was like, fuck no. <laughs> and that's where <laughs> that. And then they said, don't you understand? Kevin Durant is leaving next year. We need to do everything we can. You are being suspended. And he's like, no, definitely. I, I get all that. And he's like, I can't believe you guys are blowing this. This is unreal. Uh, and Katie was like, uh, yeah, no, there was nothing you could have done either. There was nothing. Draymond could have just apologized that day. <laughs> yeah, this, like, I think that's that's what it sounds like it came down to. Draymond knows he did wrong. I feel like he probably would have or could have handled that situation but once you tell him hey you have to apologize he's not gonna apologize that's just how it yeah you lose him the issue was that like draymond was gonna eventually apologize is that it just became very clear that it was the warriors telling him to do so and then the warriors trying to say like oh we dealt with that no need to worry about this (laughs) right (laughs) after that yeah we told Uh, draymond what to do (laughs) it was like they uh, forced him to make an apology which I think he, I think he said he, he was like, and I laughed in their fucking face, uh, were his words, and then they were like, they suspended him one game, which is like, that's where everybody's like, what are we doing? That's a, a, yeah. a game off. Like, what do we get? Draymond didn't have to play against uh, uh, <laughs> the Kings, not the Kings on the mind for uh, the brain for some reason, but yeah, and even then, I say all that to say. They're still probably right that the Warriors uh, messed it up. Feels like they definitely messed it up. I feel like Draymond would have apologized eventually if you just kind of let him uh, handle it. I think that's the thing. Like maybe, well, I think it goes back to one. You have to have his anybody. One person in that front office has to have Draymond's like ear, his respect. I don't think he respects Steve Kerr. I don't think. I don't think you from what I hear about Bob Myers, the GM, I don't know that he respects him. I don't know that he respects the owner. It feels like it has to be one guy's be like, hey, listen, you fucked up. I can't make you do anything, right? I can't make you know what I'm saying? I could throw a suspension or what I, but I can't make you do what you know is right. But you know you fucked up. And you let Draymond sit on that. And yeah, it probably wouldn't have been in the time frame that you want. But I feel like he probably would have made it right. And they took that ability from him, which is an easy it's an easy way for Draymond to avoid account. Yeah, like, yeah, man, they, they didn't give me a chance, man. I was man, I was so close, bro. I was Kevin, we did it. We did it, Kevin. We did something. Yeah. 
when I picked up the phone to call you, it was Bob Myers on the phone telling me to say I'm sorry. <laughs> that ain't that funny? Ain't that something, Kev? Um, and I don't know. Just because of that, the greatest basketball team I've ever seen in my life lasted for three years. And two and some change. I mean, injuries are injuries, but three years. And that was that. And it has been, what, three years now? KD set for a full year, played for a full year. And now we're about to go into it. It's like, hey, man, so what? why did you leave, man? <laughs> well, the funny thing is that it wasn't like you, we could blame the Warriors all we want. But then Draymond asks, like, so, like, Kevin, it was pretty obvious to everyone on the team, like year three, something was different. You were just moody and you you wanted out. And Katie was like, no, I was just super locked in. That's the thing. I was having a blast. <laughs> I was just having such a good time because I was so locked in. That's like, actually my, uh, I love getting that question, job interview, man. I, I work too hard. Uh, that's really my weakness. I work too hard. Uh, I, I did not see that point. Kevin, it's, it was fairly obvious to us that you hated the, your entire experience here. Nope. Not true. I was just. I love showing up every day. I was. <laughs> okay, so what about that time you set Steph Curry's car on fire? That was that was just boys being boys, man. I can't. How, I can't have a prank with the boys. God, he knocked Clay Thompson's ice cream out of his hands. <laughs> I, I can't cut the the brakes to Steve Kerr's car without you know what I'm saying. Raising some. Oh, the police want to come talk to you. I thought this was about brotherhood. We're a family. Yeah, this <laughs> I thought we was here, Daddy. Um, and what's interesting is there is a I want to uh, I think it's called it's called Can't Knock the Hustle. It's a book about the Nets, and I just finished reading that. It's fine. Um, this is not an ad because I I wouldn't say it was fine. <laughs> this was an ad. Um, but the thing I thought was interesting, like there's just this. I don't know. I feel like reporters and what's i guess different about this guy is he's not a basketball reporter he's like a new york times like just a he's a a, a real news reporter oh yeah he, he did the whole podcast circuit when the book came out yeah like, oh, so Zach he's Lowe's like ooh, a new york times journal yeah, <laughs> yeah it's one of those oh no i don't watch your basketball, basketball. oh wow uh -oh. um so he's that guy but the thing just it's like kevin durant likes tech oh my yeah God. what <laughs> <laughs> um it's like what what makes these guys tick? I cannot. I, I listened to uh, the author and Brian Windhorst, and I feel like Brian Windhorst said a hundred times, "I don't know what makes Kyrie Irving tick." Why do you care? Well, what, what, okay, what makes Brian Windhorst tick? <laughs> oh yeah, well I would. <laughs> I've been around. I don't know. I don't, maybe that's the point, man. Like maybe that's the whole. Like it feels like there's so many reports. Like at, you know what. What makes Ke what what makes Kevin Durant tick and what makes him happy? And I think it's a very valid thing to say that the things you thought would make you happy at 19 and 20 and 24 and 25 and 29 and 30. And then sometimes you get them and then it's not like I think he's figuring all that out, which is completely fair. And he's going to be keep getting asked about it because he keeps tweeting about it, which is completely fair. But the point, like, it's like we're trying to. I don't know, man. Like every okay, here's the thing. Every time we put some raw meat in there with a tiger, the tiger eats it. What what are we like I don't you know what I'm saying? What makes what, what him is, he, is he hungry? Is he I can't figure out this tiger. I just I just 
He's been playing for 15 years. And he does the same thing. And we still don't know. New York Times, man, write a book about it. Uh, which, again, I can't, I'm not knocking his, his uh, hustle, uh, no pun intended. But it just feels so weird the need to know what makes these guys like what makes these guys tick. who can't who who know what make like if you said what make tom brady tick football like what i feel like it don't go no Pure further insanity <laughs> tomatoes like not eating sugar his children like i feel like that's the end that's the extent it can't I feel like it can't be what it is is that you it's boring to report just sports and so like i've done it i've like had credentials and gone to the locker rooms it's oh, interesting. Oh, oh yeah oh new york times jam oh. true story <laughs> and it's very it's much more interesting to like feel like you know the players rather than just like asking them um so what'd you what'd you see out there how'd that like, <laughs> you, we also make fun of journalists for asking like very like Talk about that time you lost right. the game. So if there's like there is a there is a, a way to kind of focus on you don't have to get like get deep into their mindset, but to like peel back yeah. a layer a little bit where it's like it's not just talk about the losing shot you took or like that, yeah. You want some sort of like understanding of their personality, but I don't think you need to understand like what motivates you deep down. Like yeah, what about your uh, relationship with your mother? Maslow's hierarchy of needs, rank them. Um and it feels like well, I think it's very it's it's much easier to do that when you're covering basketball as a job and not as something you like. Like, I think it's very I think it's easy to tell when in in just about anything when somebody's doing it versus for the money versus what they like to do. And I think a lot of these journalists saw easy avenue. So, hey, I could talk back. I could talk uh, 30 teams, man. I can. You know what I'm saying? I could talk about the Detroit Pistons. You know, so it's I think it's one half that I think it's another half. They're terrified that they're just not needed anymore. They're just not needed anymore. Like, I, I think Brian Windhorst is good at his job. But if it's like it is he does ESPN need what is he needed for? You know what I mean? He's not he breaks some news, but he ain't bringing more news than Woj. He writes some articles. He's not writing more than Zach Lowe. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, my God. If I don't figure out what makes this guy tick, uh, uh, ask him about uh, Kobe dying again. Uh, it's like they have to find something. So I don't know. It's I don't know. I just wonder. I feel like we're going to get like a part two and part six of Draymond and Katie. Like it's gonna be 2025, and we're gonna be watching the 30 for 30. What went wrong with the war? It's like Jesus Christ! Like, what the hell? They they didn't get along. They just didn't fuck with each other like that. That's really it's a two second documentary. The, the um, thing that's interesting is that like I'm reading this book right now, uh, Breaks of the Game, which is when mm. the guy was uh, embedded with like the 1979 Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. It's like and, one of like the first books like that, right? If not the first, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and the access is crazy. The guy's describing like what these players wore to breakfast. And it's like the only way you could get this mm. is if you were sitting at that breakfast table. And so that is interesting to me. Like that is like right. a, a real guy doing some reporting, doing some journalism, like right. learning the context. I know we're not a big nuance podcast, but no. it's like that's when you're writing a whole book. As as the big flashy guy who's uh, allowed to go into the locker room sometimes. Pulitzer Jam, yes. 
you don't learn anything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my you're, you're whole. In, you're in there for 45 minutes, and all the players are avoiding that locker room like the plague, and it's a bunch <laughs> of 20 to 30 year old white guys standing around shooting the shit. It's the best time I've had networking with other guys who cover sure. the Celtics. Is standing in the middle of the Celtics locker room while all the players drastically avoid it and like really do not want to be there. There's like it's not nuance going on. You're not reporting that. It's like that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like we need a quote. I've got to get a quote for my story. The story's about whatever you want it to be. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're, you have to get this at like twelve o'clock midnight. I need to. We don't. I don't have access to the video. Did Wilt Chamberlain score thirty points? I need to know right now. Uh, and it's like I've whatever happened. They just gonna go on. Somebody reported and Shams are just going to. Uh, I can confirm this too. Uh, <laughs> No, that's no, recorded no. by me. Yeah, uh, they're going Jalen Brown. I'm re-signing. It's like I, uh, sources have confirmed that Jalen Brown is uh, re-signing with the Celtics for four years and blah blah blah. So I think it's some you sniffing that that planned obsolescence, obsolescence. Uh, because just finding, I've just never. I've been a basketball fan all my life, and I've never once been like, man, you know what? I I, I got to know what makes Penny Hardaway tick, man. Especially now that Penny Hardaway can just go on his TikTok and be like, this is exactly what makes me tick. You know what makes me tick? Send tweet. Uh, (laughs) It's like, damn, I've been worrying about that for 30 years. Uh, Speaking of Penny Hardaway, the Memphis basketball team is going to be fascinating because they brought in Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace to the coaching staff. And didn't they just get... um, They got Jalen Duran. Yeah. He, uh, He chose not to be a baby boy of the week. Red flag. Red flag. Uh, I did not know about Larry Brown. That's 90 years old, I think. <laughs> she, I mean, she, of course. Larry Brown, known players coach. Larry Brown. Born in 1940. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, this is going to go great. He's going to call the players a bunch of slugs like Jim Beeline. Uh, yeah, known. <laughs> I want somebody to smooth things over is Jimmy Beeline. Now Penny is Penny's interesting because he's got Jalen Duran. He got it didn't work out, but he got Wiseman. He's getting meetings with all these guys. And I know because we're getting meetings with all these guys. And it's like Memphis. I'm like, damn, how do they? It's like Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Memphis. I'm like, hey, one of these things is not like the other, man. Um, but Penny's out there putting in work. He putting in, and if he can get Duran and Imani Bates, Imani Bates, to commit the same class, that's like we we didn't appreciate it because it was Duke, but it really was something special that uh, Duke had Zion. Duke, Duke had three top ten picks. Uh, they didn't make the final four though. That's interesting. Uh, hmm. But even just Zion and RJ to get, if he gets like Jalen uh, Duran. Any money base together, like two potential top three, two almost certain top three picks. And now they can make some money. Then I'm gonna have to call the NCAA on them. Like Penny, I love, I love, like I've loved him for all my life, but I'll blow the whistle. I'll make up, I, I, you know what I'm saying? The factual, the facts are not here. Uh, Isn't Memphis in one of those bullshit conferences though? I mean, what even are conferences anymore, to be honest? That's a fair point, but it's not like they're in the like, American. What's the American? Yeah, the, the, the AAC. AAC um, 
Yeah. That's nonsense. So it's a... He's getting meetings with... The one thing I wonder about Penny is if he... Like, they're... You either a college basketball lifer or you not, right? Like, is Penny trying to get to the NBA? Which is fine, right? But if you're trying to be... Like, if he's like, nah, like, Memphis is my... I'm from here. This is just my place. Oh, yeah, he's going to do... He's going to do Remarkable. Because he... As long as he's still getting meetings with these guys, even if they don't win, as long as you get the meetings, they're not going to fire. And if he getting the talent, they're going to do at least well. And like, I think they if I'm not mistaken. The year without Wiseman, they did like pretty, like pretty well. But then the uh, the Roni canceled the tournament, so they didn't get to do anything with or without Wiseman. So I just wonder if he like if he gets these guys goes on one crazy run. Is he trying to parlay this? Is, is he's like, I'd rather be the Grizzlies head coach, or is he like, no, I'm good to I'll do this for 40 years. Like I'll run up 800 wins here. I'm fine with that. Um I think the being from Memphis helps in staying. It's like I got a situation. This is my hometown. I'm just the guy when it comes to basketball in this region. Like I, if I had to bet that that makes it much more likely knowing he's from Memphis. Although Tennessee is a horrible state, and I'll say it's not great, but they have a pro team though. That's the whole thing. Like Memphis can still be all at his area, and he can still be coaching Ja Morant instead of uh, some grad transfer from Colgate. But it might be nice if you're from Memphis. You can just like the job security. Like Penny Hardaway has that job for as long as Penny wants it. Like there's a lot of pressure on the NBA. Even if you're on a team in a small market, if you don't win in like what three or four years, like, I mean, unless you Luke Walton, but <laughs> unless for, you're yeah. Bill Walton, yeah, unless your dad's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Penny has that luxury. I'm not, I don't know his family tree, um, but it's, it's like it used to be. I feel like it's so stupid. I've just like growing up. Anytime there was any sort of like college coach, whether NFL, like NCAA to NFL or to the NCAA to NBA, it was like, nah, you got to want to show, you got to prove it, you got to want to do it at the highest level. He's going to want to show it. Nick Saban will come back. He wants it at the final. Nick Saban's won like seven championships. I bet you Nick Saban lives a pretty nice life. Nick Saban (laughs) probably works five hours a day, right? Now, it took a lot of 15 hour a day work days to get it to that. But right now, it's like Nick, I'm Nick Saban. Uh, if you're ready to sign right here, cool. If not, I, I got to go to the five star recruit down the street. So uh, let's uh, the helicopter don't run on the water. So let's make this quick. But yeah, let's Nick say would he go back to the NFL right now? I don't think he would do it for twenty million dollars. Because one, I feel like Bam would be like twenty. That's it. Yeah, twenty five. Just take twenty five. Like that's. You're not going anywhere. Um, Calipari, like Calipari, it's the best thing him and his agent ever came up with. It's like, listen, if there's a, it don't even have to be a real job, man. I heard the uh, uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies is hiring. I heard John Calipari is interested. Calipari ended up with a $500,000 raise. It's beautiful, man. It's really beautiful. Um, I got one more, uh, two more things. I think I sent you the link. Let me see the uh, the survey, the best players survey. One that 
I really only found out about this because LeBron was upset about it. Um, imagine my surprise to see LeBron James upset about something. So they asked. Let me see. Go up. I just want to see the criteria. I think it was, it was like uh, scouts, executives, scouts and executives. Unnamed okay. ten total scouts or executives. We don't know how many scouts, how many executives. <laughs> just people who work for NBA teams. <laughs> for sure. So. This is definitely Jerry West. This is definitely all the higher ups. This is scout this, and executive are very broad terms. Wildly like you can be you executives, can. anyone who has like an ownership stake or works in the general management and scout is they could be a college scout. Like that's this it's is a just wide anyone who knows it's an Tim Bontemps. This is Tim Bontemps. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, I know Tim Bontemps. He could have texted me and said, Was, hey, was it you? Answer me. Uh, I voted for Kevin Durant as best player. <laughs> the only thing I hate, like, okay, if you're just getting random people, I think I want more than 10, respectfully, right? Like, okay, if you're just getting, okay, I'm just taking a random smack. Okay, give me 100. If you're taking 10, I want some heavy hitters. I don't want the uh, junior intern scout because he's technically scouting. And I don't want the uh, HR intern. <laughs> Because she's technically an executive, right? The executive but, of ticket sales. Yeah, executive the of Phoenix Suns. Yeah, for the uh, Phoenix uh, 76ers, whoever the G League team is. But the first question, who is the best player in the NBA heading into the 21-2022 season? This was split five votes apiece, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kevin Durant. Your vote is? Kevin Durant. I'm going honest, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo here. I think he's just got the title belt. LeBron he beat James Kevin Durant. Tweet at us, wash. How dare uh, you disrespect yeah. LeBron James? Oh my God! Oh brother, somebody thinks you third, man. Why well, they just just take you out back, old yeller? I guess you just done, huh? Just say say your goodbyes. Um, <laughs> LeBron James was. This is <laughs> this is why I hate uh, NBA. Media just as a whole just needs, I don't know, reconfiguring. One that is like this type of stuff, you know it will get like, hey, nobody voted for LeBron. Oh, oh, I'm pussy now, huh? I'm so I'm I'm, I'm just done. <laughs> I'm not gonna score any points, huh? So Tim uh, Bontemps asked 10 people in his phone book, sends out a group text, <laughs> asks this question. He gets an article off of it. Then Lakers Daily gets the re like. How dare they not vote for LeBron? Then NBA Central gets to come in and aggregate it, and they get another thing. And then it, uh, it just enters NBA Twitter, and now everyone's commenting, uh, including LeBron, hashtag Superwash. Look, wait, wait, till the, uh, wait till he starts the Superwash campaign. It was Wash. Super, wait till it becomes the, you know, the T-shirt, uh, hashtag Superwash. Wash or the commercial. <laughs> yeah, the commercial, all that. But, yeah. Thank you, he says. Is if I didn't need more to fuel tank emoji me. Hashtag washed crown emoji. Listen, brother, man. man you, <laughs> you had your chance. You went out in the first round. Okay. People picky. That is not a, a slight. Uh, but apparently it is. I would say Giannis, but I don't hate Durant. What is the next question? Asked to uh, Tim Bontemps, close family and friends. What is the best offseason move? The best offseason move. The votes here, Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat got five votes, so half 
of this the half of the Miami uh, scouts that he polled really like this move. Jalen Suggs to the Orlando Magic. The Wizards trading Russell Westbrook is one. The Bulls offseason is one. Patty Mills to the Nets. Is so one. a Bulls executive was on that uh, survey. Well, yeah, I was like, you just kind of. We got a Nets executive. We got a Bulls executive. We got a Wizards executive. At least two Heat executives. At least one Orlando. Like nobody. Yeah, you know who I really like? Jalen Suggs to the Orlando Magic. Uh, all right. Is that the best move, or is that just like circumstance happened that he were he was available? It's like the Magic didn't do anything to like. He fell to five. Yeah, league. like what? <laughs> he might stink. Like what if every other team was right? Right. Like, but I mean, I, I do like the Kyle Lowry move, but good grief. When you look at it, it's like this was the best. I mean, I guess it has to be like because the best one is like Kawhi resigning. Like, even if he's not going to play, the best move is Kawhi, the best player staying. Um, but I don't, I like Lonzo to the Bulls more than Lowry to the Heat. I like the Hawks keeping John Collins more than that. I like, the Marcus Smart, like what? What does what, what a move? Does it have to be like changing teams? Because if so, my vote would still be Lonzo. I still like Lonzo. What's our next even, question? Even just Kemba Walker, uh-huh. like the Knicks getting him for eight million dollars yeah, yeah. a year. That's a great, like Kemba Walker. Tremendous value. Million is a terrible deal at eight million. That's a wonderful contract. A steal. The next question is, what's the worst move? Kyle Lowry was the other five votes. None of them said uh, the Raptors picking Scotty Barnes as five. So. <laughs> Let's see, so we've got a tie at first. Worst move, DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls. The Pelicans offseason. <laughs> so, I, I do like that. I do like that three people said the, the entirety of the New Orleans Pelicans. Is bad. <laughs> so I was polled here, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook to the Lakers. McDermott to the Spurs. The Nets not re-signing Jeff Green. Did we find the Nets executive? Will's the best move of this offseason, and that's getting Patty Mills. Worst move. Listen, losing Jeff Green, unthinkable. How do you how do you function? Uh not paying Jeff Green six million dollars when you just don't have that money because you're the Brooklyn Nets and you're paying 140 million dollars to three guys. Yeah, no, listen, give you mean giving up a first round pick and a player and salary and then giving DeMond Rose and three for 85 when he's in his early thirds already and doesn't shoot the three pointer, you don't know how his game is gonna age. It's like, nah, they let go of Jeff Green. That's <laughs> PU. That's you realize how nice worse. Jeff Green was to my children. Like, and they yeah, like that. <laughs> that's exactly what all this is. Listen, he took a picture with my boy. Uh, what else we got? What's the next question? Here? The next question, most surprising move. Most surprising. Okay, so we've got the first one: Dennis Schroeder to the Celtics. Three votes. Second, Kimball Walker's buyout signing with the Knicks. That's my vote. I don't think there's anything more shocking than here. It's like, well, he got bought for like the Thunder who have been like, we don't buy you out. You'll play a year here and then we'll trade you. We'll work with you, but you're going to do some time here. And they were like, no, beat it. Fuck out of here. Kemba gave up some money to do that. Like Kemba really did not want to play with the Oklahoma. Yeah, he, I know the buy was for 70. How much do we know how much he was scheduled to make? He was scheduled to make $70 million over the next two years. I thought he got 74. I'll look it up. I don't know. Um, yeah, how much? I, I'll never know buyout protocol. He was probably just like, make me an offer. 
He lost $20 million. He wow. gave up $20 million to not play okay. with the Thunder next year. And I don't – we were talking about money earlier. If, if a guy is willing to give up $20 million just to not play with the tw- uh, Thunder, that extra money is not going to keep him in Oklahoma City when it's sure time to sign with the Warriors. Come on, Kimba. If you stay, we'll pay the extra 20 – 30. I'll do it for 30. I'll leave for 30. 40. I'm going – I'm a terrible negotiator. Um, but that's my vote. One, the buyout. Kimba, he has two of the most surprising transactions on here. Because one, I was surprised they bought him out. And then two, it's like, oh, two. For, so he got his, he basically made up the 20 million. He's in a place he wants to be. And the Thunder got a little less. Like this, uh, I don't think buyouts have to be bad. Um, Portland's offseason got a vote. The Mavericks offseason got a vote. Patty Mills, the Brooklyn, Met, this is what most surprising, I think. So yeah, the, and Chris Paul re-signing with the Suns. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I do love the. I just could not believe Patty Mills went to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> no, no, no one wants to play on the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I just cannot believe he would leave black and white uniforms for black and white uniforms. Uh, Westbrook to the Lakers. I pretty. I was more surprising than Chris Paul. Uh, I. This is one of those. It's like when you do the poll, you can't poll the players. It's like, you know, they don't know. They don't take stuff seriously. Exhibit A, that the scouts and executives either don't take it seriously or don't follow it. What's our next question? I Who's a big poopy it. head? Oh, why uh, are so few teams tanking right now? Because Patty Mills went to Brooklyn. <laughs> no, um, this Okay, we only got four answers here, which is it makes me think this was multiple choice. Uh Flattened draft lottery odds, three votes. Recent playoff success by smaller market teams. Okay. Uh, The Bucs winning the championship makes us want to not tank. Uh, We can draft a player like Giannis too. Yeah, that's really it. Uh, The advent of the play-in tournament and a a lack of turnover in front offices. That's what it is. you You know what I think it is? I think it's guys not like me, but guys unlike me, keeping their job, getting contract extension. <laughs> I think that's what I think. Like if say a guy, not me again, not me, but if a guy like you got five year extension, I think that would help your team. It's about chemistry, synergy. Um, yep. I'm not going to tank, but those other <laughs> num- numbskulls should. Really? But they're, they're, I wouldn't dream they're of it. Just, they're <laughs> just too comfortable in their jobs. <laughs> okay, so uh, what what would you vote for of these? It feels like the flattened draft lottery odds just because you could end up like, like the Thunder tanked and they mm-hmm. got the sixth pick. Mm-hmm. If I see that, I'm probably not going to uh, try as hard to tank. Like well, it's just, and it's, You're not as rewarded. The Grizzlies didn't and they got John Morant. It is like, what it is. I think I know the Pelicans jumped up something crazy too when they got Zion and the Cavaliers have picked like fifth or uh, th- they picked third this year, but I think they picked like fourth, seventh. It was ugly work. For terrible, terrible teams, and also it feels I feel like flattened draft lottery odds. I feel like one, two, and three are all kind of the same. Like, like draft lottery. Okay, we might as well try. That's where the playing tournament comes. It's more spots. If it's more spots, some of them are going to go to like smaller. Like, so it whatever. seems fairly obvious. It's like, oh, they changed the incentive structure, and so then uh, teams <laughs> reacted to that. <laughs> I'm, it's a shame, Sam. He had to die for this. 
Right, Tim Bontemps should have texted me. I have, you know, he has my number. He might as well. Uh, let's see. Who is going to win each conference in the NBA title? In the East, Brooklyn Nets got seven votes. Bucks got two. Heat got one. Someone abstained because they worked for one of those three teams. No, that adds up to ten. That, huh? Seven, two plus one adds up to no, ten. No, no, no. You're not going to step on my joke. <laughs> Mathematics, no. So seven. I mean, I think we know who uh, Patty Mills guy voted for. Heat won. Okay, that's that's just absurd. That's all right. Thanks, Pat Riley, for uh, responding to thanks, Tim Bontemps' pick. Udonis Haslam. Yeah, th- <laughs> thanks, Spo. Uh, out west, Lakers five votes, Warriors two, Jazz two. Nuggets won. Does that add up, uh, Doogie Hauser? It does, but it's it doesn't <laughs> add up because there's two votes for the Utah Jazz in there. I mean, they're the they're, 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 they're reigning one seed. Is this best record in the West? This is to win each conference. At what point does anyone think the Jazz are going to win the entire West? That's Was that Jerry Sloan and Quinn Snyder? Mm-hmm. That's absurd. Well, Jerry Sloan's dead, but exactly. He, yeah, <laughs> just like the Jazz's finals chance. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I, I mean, Warriors. What are we doing here? Respectfully, what are we? What are we doing here? He it would be your pick, not the Lakers. Like the Lakers, I think the obvious default. They have LeBron and AD. Who's the second team in the West? Uh, of these three, or just in general? Just in, in general. Say you got that text from Tim Bontemps. I'm trying. I mean, I I should have responded to it. Uh, well, later we're I'm gonna we're gonna start a push to get you on the uh, NBA 75. Uh, yes, because that's kind of apparently made up of former players, media members, and current players. And I think, given your NBA legends uh, interviews, you could have a nice push I, to uh, kind of get on that committee. I think I check all three boxes. Exactly. I think I check all three boxes. So it's like, huh? Tony Delk got exactly one vote for the fourth best player of all time. I'm like, don't look at me. Uh, so for the West, I'm looking like if I if I can't pick Lakers, uh, Phoenix Suns, the teams. That, I mean, like I, they didn't get a single vote here. That's what surprised. Like not one. Kind of surprises me. Oh, because teams never like do well in the playoffs one year and then uh, yeah, kind of build on you, that in yeah. subsequent season after a year of experience. Yeah, back in hell is where you go. Uh, so that yeah, that one was just them not getting a Nuggets. I can like if you think Jamal Murray is healthy and somewhat cooking by playoff time. Okay, Jazz, uh, you just got some money to burn, I guess. Like you, you just don't learn your lesson. Uh, but it's, it's okay. They got Rudy Gay and Eric Pascal now. So it's all fine. Warriors. I mean, you. One of these people is, is Clay Thompson's doctor. It's like, listen, I I, I killed it. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. He's going to be back. I, I killed it. Uh, I didn't just give him a new knee. I gave him the best knee known <laughs> to man. I gave him mine. Uh, I'm looking. I, I want to make sure I wouldn't. Missing me, but I think I'd have to go Phoenix. I thought Clippers. I just don't like Clippers. The same as Denver to me. If you think there's a chance Kawhi can be back, but I don't like Jamal tore his end of the season, but it was still what like two whole months or something between his tear and Kawhi's tear. And I think Kawhi's was partial, which 
I don't have true. I've just heard that's it can be more difficult. Like it's just harder to they prefer a clean tear. You know, you got to start from scratch. Partial is can get tricky. Um, but I would take Phoenix there in East outside of the Nets. I'm still I'm still going Bucks, man. I'm still going Bucks, but I would also go. I'd pick Philly over the Heat. Yeah, the Sixers were the number one seed last year. And yeah, then, like they were a pretty solid team until kind of the meltdown. Yeah, Trey Young, yeah. But they're still quite talented. Joel Embiid, MVP. Oh, he's pretty good. Big counterpoint though, Trey Young still exists. I think it's something you have to consider. Yeah, but uh, Trey Young's not going to be as motivated because he can't rub it in. Um, who's that nice coach who's got fired? <laughs> Lloyd Pierce. <laughs> Lloyd Pierce. He doesn't have to, he can't rub it in Lloyd Pierce's face next well, year. I, counterpoint. Lloyd Pierce just got a shiny gold medal, and Trey Young wanted to play for that team and didn't get selected. Well, I think he's got a, he didn't. <laughs> I think he's got a new chip on his shoulder. I wish Trey Young could have just like hopped on and got a passport from like another team and just to play against Lloyd Pierce. Like if, if Trey Young just played for Germany. Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He won't stop. He, he just keeps yelling, fuck you at Lloyd Pierce. <laughs> He has 72 points. Oh, my God. This is not what the Olympics is supposed he's, to be about. <laughs> he's got Lloyd Pierce and a full Nelson. Stop this. Someone stop this. Uh, but is that uh, was that the last just final champions? Yeah, okay, so one person thinks the Heat just storm it all. Storm it all. Uh, Nets get six votes. Lakers two. Bucks one. Heat one. That's legitimately insane. That person should be deleted from Tim Bontemps' phone book. If someone texted me and said, my official pick for champion next year is the Miami Heat, then I don't trust that person's basketball opinion, even if they are uh, Pat Riley. That's, you telling me that team's going to win four games, four times? Four time, four games and seven, four times? Once I started putting it like that, it's like, damn. That's what, like, I was like, man, I, what doesn't Philly have? Like, if Embiid's healthy, they got it. And I was like, you trust this. T- whatever their ups and they, they got to show up four times in seven games and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again. You might have injuries. I mean, you're going to have injuries in there. They're in the conference with the Nets. The Nets exist. <laughs> if the they Nets were fully do. healthy, like, it's it just – this is just – the only way you can pick the Heat is if you can guarantee – that the Nets are somewhat are somewhat not healthy uh, in the playoffs next year. If, even I, then, they still have to beat the Bucks and the Sixers. If you guarantee me that the Nets and the Bucks team planes collided, then I'd be like, okay, the Heat got a chance, right? Like, I mean, we'd still need. They still have to beat the Lakers. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I still got to see what uh, the Lakers and Clippers team. What if you just tell me the Staples Center also explodes? Then okay, I'm like, okay, those odds are dropped. Those odds are dropped, but. I just there there's no I don't think there's a good case. And I'm trying to think like the thing I think like are these teams how they look now? Is this how they're going to look in May? And it's like the Nets, yeah, like they're this is their like they're the favorite for a reason. They're not looking to shake this up. Lakers, they don't really have a lot of flexibility to shake this up. They got three guys making huge money. Like Horton Tucker is making like that that middle money, I guess. But they don't have a whole lot of means to shake this up. Bucks, like buyout contenders, the Heat, uh, the Heat will probably get a good buyout guy. We know how much those guys always contribute. They got PJ Tucker. 
So he's a champion. But I'm ready for the, I think it's NBA.com does it. The official survey, like the one that where they ask. That legit. They, that guy yeah, that's the, the, that, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one where it's like, okay, so you didn't just, Tim Bontemps sent an email to T Bontemps42. Uh, was like, hey, what do you think about the Celtics? Uh, no, that's like an official envelope that goes to the official <laughs> offices of every team in the league. Like, I, I, I like that survey. That survey yeah, gives like us that some one. information. Yeah, how do I get in on? I want in on that one too. Well, let's get NBA seventy five first, and then you can uh, show mm. how well your opinions uh, kind of matter. Now you're right. I got established pres- precedents. Exactly. Established some precedents. Uh, Grandbaby boy of the week. Grandbaby boy of the week. I was not prepared for this to go generations. Jam, it's time for grandbaby boy of the week. I stumbled upon some information this week that I did not know. Did I send you the, the George Adams link? Yes, sir. We're looking at the Wikipedia page. George Adams, he is a former professional American football running back. He played in the NFL, you know. Now, what's interesting about this is he played college football at Kentucky. Right, he was a first round pick, played for the Giants and the Patriots. So I had a little uh I don't even know what conundrum, right? Little conundrum. Has he done enough to be baby boy of the week? One. Two, he's some 25 plus years older than me. Do you feel comfortable calling him a baby boy? <laughs> yeah. What I what I say to his face, what I call a man, you know what I'm saying? Because if he shot me dead, he, he, that would be his right. But alas, alas, scroll back up a little there, please. I found out that George, University of Kentucky uh, graduate, born and raised in Lexington, Kentucky, which I also found out, has a son, a son whose name is Jamal Adams. That Jamal, Seattle Seahawks Jamal Adams. Is he good? I don't know these things. Tell me, is he a, a good player? I'll say this. I hear so much about how not good he is, and then I look up and he's made another all-pro team. So I just... Like click, click on click on uh grandbaby Jamal Adams is baby, grandbaby boy of the week. In case you didn't know, um, this this is what pisses me off. Okay, he was born and raised in Texas. Okay, I get that. He was good enough. He went now. Jamal Adams, if you're not familiar, went to LSU. Was like a top five or six pick. He was never going to go to Kentucky, right? He was going to go to LSU. Fine with that. This is where. George dropped the ball. There needs to be that picture of Jamal Adams, like in the Kentucky locker room, uh, like in the Kentucky jersey, like seven years old. He takes the official visit just to say he took the visit. That's what we need. And that's where I, I, I feel like George really dropped the ball with us. Do we know that George enjoyed his University of Kentucky experience? Because was University of Kentucky in 1981 to 1985 a fun place to be for George Adams? Listen, as someone who wasn't alive, I cannot. I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, I, can, I can't speak to George's experiences, 
But let me see. Zoom in on the career highlights. That's what I want to see for Jamal Adams. Here we go. Okay. So he, yeah, he has played, yeah, what, four years? 17, 18, 19, 20. And this is about to be the 2021 season. He has made three straight Pro Bowls, an all rookie team, and three straight all pro teams. Second team, first team, second team. But it's wild because he's good at something that safeties aren't supposed to be good at. He get like 10 sacks a year. You're not supposed to do that. And so it's so wild to me. It's like, man, this guy's just a defensive end. Like you think the quarterback looks up and is like, who, who, what position tackle? Who was that? <laughs> who, who show yourself? Was that you, Michael Bennett? Wagner? I do a, a, a sack count less. If a safe from the secondary, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's, a cheap sack. If you if you blitz yeah, from the secondary, it's it's non it's bush league. You don't even lose it down. You can you just get to do it over again. Um, but it's just wild that every year since 2015, this guy has some sort of accolade, um, like second team all SEC to first team all SEC to second team all American to all rookie team to Pro Bowl to second-team All-Pro, to first-team All-Pro. And it's like, man, oh, man. Why did the New York Jets um, give up on him after he what? was a first-team All-Pro? <laughs> the th- I mean, I, the whole – the reason that teams like the Jets get off of this is it's like, well, listen, they weren't – We're going to have to pay him. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, you're going to have to – one, you're going to have to pay him. A guy makes All-Pro, you're going to have to pay him. And two, it's like, well, I mean, listen, they weren't going to – they weren't going to win while he's there anyway. Why do you think that was? <laughs> Why you think who who could have? If only there was something they could have done. If only we had a stronger secondary. <laughs> it's like man, yeah. So now you trade for two first, and the Jets are definitely going to nail those two first round picks, just like they nailed Jamal Adams, and they're going to re-sign him to stay for. Scroll, how old is Jamal Adams? I think he's twenty. What now? He's born in nineteen ninety five, so he is twenty five. Twenty. Okay, so he's he's damn near forty, is what I'm hearing. So it's like, I mean, what are the Jets gonna put a team around him to compete by the time he's ready? Then why they draft it? Well, what's the whole? World? <laughs> they should have traded that six pick in twenty seventeen because they're never gonna use that six pick. Yeah, you just it's 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 a Ponzi scheme, man. It's multi level marketing. You get a good player, you treat him horribly, or treat or the organization around him is horrible. Trade him for picks. The picks are gonna be better. By that, like, you should never draft a defensive player because that one defensive player, by the time he's made an all-pro team three times, your team's not going to be good enough for him to be, like, be really build around. So mm-hmm. only drafting mm-hmm. quarterbacks from now on. Well, yeah. And he, I mean, the first round should just be 30 <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> listen, please don't tempt, like, PFF. Like, you, somebody better, listen, there's a case you should take four quarterbacks before you take a left tackle. It's that important and meanwhile it's like wait what andy dalton and the bears just won the super bowl because the bear the bears are just so sick elsewhere even andy dalton couldn't mess it up but yeah I so the seahawks are going to be out of two picks in the 20s you just can't lose those especially for a team like the seahawks who is normally just nails in the first round um but yes jamal is a grandbaby boy of the week i will uh I'll be watching his career with a new interest. A new interest now. 
Can I give a, an honorable mention? No. Baby Boy of the Week? All right, no, we'll me. do it. Hit me. <laughs> I mean, you, you make the rules. Nerlens no, Noel in court is suing Rich Paul for having Nerlens Noel lose $58 million. And I just uh, want credit to be given to anyone who tries to sue Rich Paul in court. There's official court documents. It's That's yeah, give me good, a- for, good for Nerlens Noel. I saw Noel said, versus Rich Paul and Clutch Sports Group in the yeah, uh, 95th Judicial District in Dallas. Scroll in there. Because I had not seen this is this is today, right? This is, this, is late, this is filed today. This is New York Knicks big man. I was Noel has blasted NBA agent Rick Paul in a brand new lawsuit initiated today in Dallas, Texas. The complaint names both Paul and Clutch Sports, Paul's agency, as defendants. Paul represents the likes of Ron James, Anthony Davis, Trey Young, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons is alleged to interfered with Noel's pre-existing relationship with Happy Walters, who represented Noel after he was drafted into the NBA. The complaint says that Paul, knowing that Noel was represented by Walters in 2017, this is ugly, told Noel, uh, not safe for work, told Noel that he was a $100 million man. And that Paul could get Noel a max deal if he terminated his relationship with Walters. This sounds like Happy Walters is uh, suing Rich Paul. Happy Walters said he shouldn't sue anybody, but he should definitely show up every day at court. Just just sit front row and just just grin at just both sides. Yeah, he took him from and then he got you 100 million. Right. How did that work out? What day do y'all talk about that? Um this all allegedly went down at Ben Simmons' birthday party, which you know the you know the birthday party was trash. If they talking about, hey man, hey, uh, let me take you outside because yeah, let me, let me pull your ear, man. Mood. <laughs> let me because the, the vibe is horrible in there. Uh, where Paul was sitting next to Noel during the dinner portion, following the party, Noel parted ways with Walters, signed a contract with Paul. He also purportedly mm, took Paul's advice. And ended prior ongoing negotiation with the Dallas Mavericks that would have paid him $70 million over four years in favor of accepting a single $4.1 million qualifying offer with the intention of sinking a max deal. Paul earned 4% commission on the qualifying offer. So 4% of 4 million is less than 4% of 70 million uh, to my man. Now the re- I mean the rest it goes into the 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 deets, but in all I, what what's Nerlens Noel trying to prove that he took bad advice? Did he make bad decisions? What, what what this? I just don't understand what the the case is like. That, I, that's what I'm saying. This like, man Rick, swindled me into making a decision of my own volition. Yeah, <laughs> to bet on myself. This man uh, had confidence in me when yeah. no one else did. <laughs> like Rich Paul's like respectfully, Your Honor. I thought he was cold. And it, hey, your honor's like, mm, this case is thrown out. Uh, yeah, now I was like, no, listen. So I wasn't ever going to get 70 again. Happy got me 70. I said, fuck happy, because Rich said, fuck happy. Rich said he had 100 for me. And then he had four. Now I'm mad at Rich. Uh, I guess Nerlens <laughs> Noel is saying that, like, after he signed the qualifying offer and got hurt, then Rich Paul didn't do shit for him as his agent. It's like, was Rich? There was no Noel was upset because there's no deals presented to him on the first day of free agency. 
Seems like a maybe a production issue on the yeah. There, I got this sick tape of you uh, sitting on the bench at the Mavericks game and Rick Carlisle hating you. To be fair, didn't Timothy Mozgov get like seventy million dollars in the first? He definitely did. Twenty eighteen free agency. I can I can understand Nerlens being looking around, seeing Evan Turner get eighty million dollars, and being like, I thought I signed with Clutch. Listen, I I, the best agency possible. It's the Schroeder thing, man. Schroeder, like, now wait a damn minute. Smart got 80. Rozier got 100. I got six. Like, what, what is this about? Dennis Schroeder is suing himself for turning down <laughs> 80 minutes for four years. Dennis Schroeder is also suing Rich Paul. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't know what Nerland Ner- was like. Listen, okay, so everybody in Philly hated me. And this is not like I've. This is document. I'm not telling any because t- apparently he was just late everywhere and would smell like weed. This is just apparently <laughs> the story. Nobody, they didn't like him in Dallas. He fell out of favor with Rick Carlisle. Oklahoma City, I think, went fine. He didn't really have much choice. Uh, and now the Knicks went. He just got a thirty million dollar deal. So who is Nerlens? No- who get, who just got this thirty million dollar deal for Nerlens? No way is is what I'm saying. Because Rich Paul's still like, hey man, was, like I'm not you're not that mad. Uh, <laughs> Is he back to happy? Is happy just was, like, man, come was, on back yeah, home. It was, no, it was a new agent, George Landberg. You can't go back to happy after no. you leave happy and you get burned. Happy <laughs> was just standing there shaking his head. Man, like, I told you so. He also he, says that Brett Brown told him that the Sixers were trying to contact him during that free agency period where he heard nothing, uh, but they couldn't get in contact with him. The Sixers weren't trying that hard because, they, you know what, they're – Brett Brown had Nerland's Noel's number. You're allowed to text them directly. That's like not to Yeah. <laughs> Nerland's man, I've I've been trying like crazy. I sent you a message on Snapchat, man. I've been trying like crazy to get you. Uh we're drafting Joel and B. Uh so I, I mean again, Nerland, he's a baby boy. Of course. I wish him well in his his he feels like he was wronged and he has his right to take this to a court of law and to prove that he was wronged and to quickly have his case dismissed. What did it say? What's he suing for? Is he suing for like the remaining? He's like, I want that remaining seventy-one point or whatever million. I did. That's what he wants. He wants fifty-eight million dollars and lost okay. earnings because he passed up that four years for seventy and only got. Uh, I mean, twelve of that. This might be one of those uh, McDonald's spilt hot coffee on me. I can sue. I'm not going to get a hundred million dollars, but if I can get a settlement for ten k, that's ten k I didn't have. Nerlens needs every, you know what I mean. He uh, he just wants to keep this in court for the next eight years. Just yeah, he just clutches lawyers busy and just screw them. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's just about yeah, screwing over Rich Paul. A forty-six-year-old Nerlens Noel stepped into court today, uh, <laughs> seeking fifty-eight million, which with inflation is now seven hundred ninety-seven billion dollars. Uh, from Rich Paul, the clutch agency is now defunct. Rich Paul's been dead for ten years now. <laughs> I call uh, LeBron James as a character witness. <laughs> Uh, I seen the whole game. Uh, I definitely knew Nerlens was going to get a hundred million. Um, <laughs> he was a million dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> I told Rich I, that. <laughs> I, t- I told it's crazy. I told Rich that, and I said, Rich, he's definitely going to get a hundred million dollars. And Rich was like, Oh, okay. They don't know why I said that. Um, I'm a fan of the game. I seen the whole free agency period. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, that's what I'm looking for. I want the over under on LeBron lies. Hit me with that. <laughs> Hit me with that, and then uh, then we'll go from there. But 
I think that's all we got. I got I got one more thing for you. I said no. What do we got? I well, I know you have a thing for um, I don't know how to put this other than saying divorced women who are highly successful. Uh, okay, I'm going. I'm just saying that Del Curry and Sonia Curry are apparently going to divorce after 30 years of marriage, and that maybe you can say hello. Maybe, maybe respectfully. Lunch is friends. Oh, of lunch course. is friends she, first. She, she needs to take some time to process everything. But Friend, I'll, I'll also say this: people been getting them jokes off. I don't think Dale Curry the one to try right now. I think that's like <laughs> I'm trying right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, just in general, y'all, y'all think Dale Curry's sweet because he's been famous for a long time, man. I don't know how he grew up. But I know it. He ain't grew up the way Steph grew up, <laughs> and I know I've. Del Curry is a good six five. I've still like he. He's in good shape too, so he got enough money to track one of y'all down if y'all. Uh, Del Curry luckily does not know where I live. You yes, what you think? <laughs> you think Del Curry don't know where you live? You think he couldn't find it out? Oh, he could find it out. He could I definitely find he... it out. <laughs> so just respectfully. Y'all, listen, y'all be easy. This is one of those things like, hey, man, we, we don't know. We don't know the whole details for one. No, this is yeah. purely based on a tweet headline. I have not. Yeah, dude, we, we don't story. know. Like, it might be it might be some really ugly shit to come out of this. It might be some just amicable. It is what it is shit. But it ain't nothing out here for the boy Dale. And there was a there was a thread. I won't read it. it, 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 it it's crippling. But. You think you want to be out in these streets till you out in these streets. And Thread said, said, you ain't got the cholesterol to be out in these streets. And I felt that in my soul, man. So, Dale, just this is for everybody going to be trying to talk to Sonya. I'm talking to Dale right now. You could have lunch with either. I mean, I might have lunch for both. If that's OK with Dale. Dale. Yeah. Um, yeah. De- hey, look, focus on yourself, man. Focus on yourself. Um Start playing like 2K or something. Um, some jumping jacks, get you a Peloton. Uh, Just go to bed music. at the same time every single night. That will be helpful. Yeah, some a routine. A routine is what you need. Because I've never been married for 30 years. I just can't imagine just doing like for 30 years and then one day it's like, damn. Like, what? I got it. There's nobody here to tell my terrible jokes. <laughs> this is awful. So, Dale, just, 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 just focus on you right now, my guy. Um, next time I'm in Charlotte, we'll get a beer. We'll get a beer. Just boys getting a beer. Um, but yeah, I, I do need to find that. I, I may retweet it with it because I, whoever said it, deserves. They're due. You don't have the cholesterol to be out here in these streets, man. So just 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 take that to heart. That's for Dale. That's for you listening to this. And this is for me and for Underdog and for Super Producer Jam. Thank you for listening. God bless you to Dale Curry. I know that man ain't had a bite to eat in, in some time now. Um, 
but we're gonna change that when i pull up in charlottedale so check us out we got one more preseason football i will be tweeting my pick again this is the you don't want to fade me this is the one time i give you permission not to fade sign up now promo code trill you deposit you get 25 roll the whole 25 with me this weekend on fantasy sport i i I can just i i I can i can just smell a a tim tebow under um, i don't know like somebody like he's still in the league under so promo code trill go deposit go get your free 25 you do not have the cholesterol to be out here we'll catch you next week